It's a real honour to have um, Steve Blake with us this morning. We, so I don't forget, we will be taking up a love offering after he preaches this morning. But um, when I first came to Newcastle over 20 years ago, Steve Blake was the district leader. And uh, he was a great guy to follow, had one of the best churches in the Hunter, but then God began to lead him into missions. And I watched the grind of that transition in his life. And now he's just one of the great missionary men we know. He's an apostolic father to many, many senior pastors throughout the different nations of the earth. It's, it's through Steve. When we get a country on our heart and we decide to do something, we consult with Steve and he usually has a connection there. He puts us in touch with us. It's how we got into Poland. It's how we got into Vanuatu. Where else, Lottie? Turkey? Yeah, Turkey. And a few other places around the earth too. So we appreciate him. Um, he's one of the most godly men I know. And uh, when I've travelled with him, um, when we do altar calls after a service, Steve can go for around three hours just praying for people. After about an hour, I'm buckling at the knee and just fading away. And he's just got this patience and this love for people. He's absolutely beautiful. So I'd like you to stand and honour him this morning. Thank you, Steve. God bless you. Thank you. That'll do. <laughs> That's enough. Thank you. Mark always says these things. and it is, uh, It's a real um, privilege for me. Each January I've been coming and um, sharing and... Um, each time I feel like I have something um, because God keeps telling me to um, look forward, keep looking forward with, with Macquarie, keep looking forward, keep looking to what God is saying, what God's going to do. And um, I always feel in my heart that Macquarie just has this deep desire to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, how the Spirit leads the church. And um, I'm, I'm so committed to that, so thankful for that that where, where you're going doesn't just happen by chance. It happens from listening and uh, listening for what the Holy Spirit says to us. Now, I know we haven't got much time in this service, but I love these early services. Absolutely brilliant, a wonderful thing. I'd like to um, speak today about hope and putting hope on display in this world, something that I felt God really speak to me about a few weeks ago as I was beginning to think about this weekend was the question of putting hope on display in this world. And um, it was just a thing that was so strong in me, like a picture of putting hope on display for this world. And um, my son Jonathan, his wife Abby and kids went uh, a couple of Sundays ago down to Hillsong City. They took a photo of themselves out the front of Hillsong City Church and here's this massive big sign over the top of the church, Jesus, hope for humanity. And it just, I went, yes. Yes, that's right. That's what I'm going to talk about. That's exactly where I'm headed with this today. Hope on display. And there's an interesting passage of Scripture to begin with because it starts with a curse, <laughs> finishes with a blessing. And um, I just love it when the Holy Spirit comes down and says to, says to Jeremiah, I want you to paint two pictures for me. It's like that's what he said to him and this is what the pictures are going to look like. Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes... Flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert. He will not see when the good comes. He will inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land which is not inhabited. I'd like you to paint a second picture, Jeremiah. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, 
and will not fear when the heat comes, but its leaf will be green, will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. It's one of the uh, most beautiful pictures that you can have written over your life. And, and in many ways, all of us have one or the other picture uh, carried in our hearts of who we are and where we're going and what God's doing with us. And God speaks his intent so clearly here that he really wants us to enter into such a fruitful life that just declares hope back into the world if we will just set our roots down into him. I remember the declaration of the angels when Jesus was born and they just sang it over the world. Peace on earth, goodwill towards all men. They were speaking a hope, a hope that was actually in the heart of God. They were singing the hope of heaven over the earth when Jesus came that the goodness of God would be revealed, that people could hope in God again. But fundamentally, this is a passage about trust, and trust that produced a life that displayed the hope of God. And so that's where we're going with this. Jeremiah 17, verse 5 and 6, you know, talking about this curse on man who trusts in man, makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. It's always going to happen when you misplace your trust like this. Always... When you misplace your trust and put it in the wrong place, your heart is going to move away from from God. Your heart departs from the Lord. And here's his picture. It should be like a shrub in the desert. Won't see the good times come. He'll inhabit the dry, parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land which is not inhabited. It's a tragedy here. It's a misplaced trust. When I was um, in pastoring in Maitland and we bought this old hotel, the Royal Hotel in Maitland, and we were doing it up as a church... I'd, I'd done many years of prison ministry in Maitland Jail and Cessnock Jail. I had one guy who got saved in jail, sort of saved, if you know what I mean by sort of saved. Came out, got out, and he was a bit... Anyway, he comes to me one Sunday, he says, what are you going to do with the money I've got for you? And I said, oh, Ken, I'll, I'll use it on the building. Right, I'll bring it next week. And he was talking about $20,000, and I said, where would you get money like that? And he says, I put my money on a horse. <laughs> I said, just look, I said, how much did you put? put? He said, $1,000. It's 20 to 1, 20 grand. I said, just bring the 1,000. So I've already done it. He said, because the, the horse is called Faithful Lord. <laughs> anyway, the stupid thing's still running. <laughs> and uh, and uh, nothing came of it. He misplaced his trust. But you know, in a way, we, misplaced trust isn't a funny thing. It's a tragedy in people's lives. It's misplaced trust always leads you to a bad place it always ends up with jeremiah's picture you feel like a bush in a desert you know you feel like we'll not see when the good comes we're living in a dry wilderness place and a lonely place of isolation it's exactly what the bible describes in ephesians chapter 2 verse 12 that says we were without christ without hope in this world that picture doesn't need to hang over your heart any longer. It doesn't need to be on the walls of your heart that you're a lonely person, that you're a person who's misplaced your trust and so ended up in a dry place yourself. God has a better picture. Some of us are struggling with trust, even towards God, especially when there was something that we prayed for and it didn't happen and and we didn't get what what we felt we should get. And you hope becomes replaced with like an anxiety in life and wherever I'm going these days to do with world events and to do with uh, people's 
thoughts about the future. I've prayed with headmasters of schools who are so broken about the future of the kids they're trying to teach. They just don't see any hope even for their own families. And You know, fear of the future, loneliness, guilt, these feelings all come. God's calling us to stop making any human view of what's going to bring success and just put our trust into him. Put our trust into him because that's when you're going to flourish. That's when the picture can be changed in our lives and we suffer if we don't do this. Trust in him. And so praise God for the second part of this text, which is the verses 7 and 8, where the Lord says, But blessed is the person who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is the Lord. And here is a glorious picture. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers, planted by the stream. He'll spread out its roots by the river, will not fear when the heat comes. His leaf will be green, will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. Phil Pringle has a beautiful definition of success. He says, success is finding your source in God. This is where your hope comes from. When you find your source, you put your roots down into God himself. A person who trusts in the Lord is like a tree planted by the waters who puts its roots down into a stream. And so instead of planting us in a perfect garden where everything is fine and there's never any trouble, He says, I've got something else for you. I've got the opportunity for you to put your roots down into me and make me your source. Find me as your source in every situation. It's a beautiful thing. It's it's a faith that prevails in the darkest times. It's a hope that flows from a living stream of the knowledge of God, a hope which God wants to put on display in this world. When Paul is speaking about hope, he talks about how he's been trying with all of his might, speaking about a mystery that had been hidden from all of humanity until Jesus came. A mystery, a beautiful thing, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. That God was actually saying that, in fact, the the advent of the garden and the fall and the the revelation that man's heart was, was disobedient towards God and lost everything, gave way to something which was an e- actually an even better plan. But instead of us in, you know, inhabiting something externally, something was going to come and inhabit us. We could put our roots down into God. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Paul was speaking of a, min- a mystery that had been hidden from all mankind, but now is revealed, he said, through the saints, Christ in you, the hope of glory. He is the reason for it. Now, God's intent in things is put on display in our verse here. To display the fruit of this relationship of ourselves in God. You can minister for God, you can minister with God, but you can actually minister from the presence of God. You can live for God, you can live with God, but he wants you to live as one who displays a relationship. This is where the hope of the world comes into it. He shall be like a tree. Planted by water, spreads out its roots by a river. He will not fear when the heat comes. Its leaves will always be green. Will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. There's three things that I wanted to say for you as Macquarie Life. The first one is you will display hope. As a church, you will display hope into the world through a people who are flourishing in their life. The best way for the the church, for the fellowship, 
to impact our community with hope is for our own lives to be flourishing. The best gift I can give in any situation is to have my life in a great place with God. I could have the gifts of this and that and they might be all okay, but the best gift that I can give when I come to minister, when I come among people, the best thing I can give in any situation is I've got my life in a place with God. That's great. I've put my roots down into him. I've got something on display from my life. My leaves are green. I'm fruitful all the time. I've got something to show the world. Is I've got my life in a place where I'm um, living from a flourishing place. And it's always the prayer of a pastoral team that, that your lives will flourish, that you'll enter into this. But you've got to personally be putting your roots down in, into your relationship with your father, getting the roots down into the stream. I remember once I was flying from from uh, Sydney to Adelaide and it was a drought time, really bad drought time and I was just stunned. I was sitting next to the window and everything was just so dry. And then we flew for some kilometres along the Murray River and there was this ribbon of green. And uh, of course the river of green was because all of these trees, those big gums and everything that had their roots down. The environment was the same. The soil was exactly the same. Them and the other plants were all living in all the same environment, but those ones were planted next to a stream. And just looking from above, looking down upon this ribbon of green through a dry place really reminds us. If we'll get our roots down into God, it's not about an environmental thing, it's not about being put in a perfect place. It's about what you're drawing up into your life that comes on display to the world. Secondly, you know, apart from uh, displaying hope through flourishing people, you'll display hope through a confident faith that even works in hard times. And so the Bible said here, it just, this tree is not affected by the hard times. You see, hope is not something we do when it's needed. It is the outcome of deep roots into God, tapped into the heavenly source of God. Hope isn't something you switch on because you need it, you've got to hope for something. It's an outcome of something much deeper than that. Hope is a residing thing that comes from having your roots down in God. And you hope in God even in an environment that's not great. And here is a display that I'm going to call over your life and call over your church that this church is going to display hope into this world no matter what the environment, no matter what the hard times. This is where the hope's coming from. We're connected with our God. We've got our roots down deep into him. We love him and he loves us and his life is coming up through us. Three minutes. Okay, I'm going to have to just... Oh, I'm nearly, I'm nearly there. That's all right. And the third thing... Oh, there was a third thing. That's good. Sometimes I say my fourth point. Oh, no, there was only three. Like the Irishman said to his mate, if you, if you can guess how many dollar coins I've got in my pocket, you can have both of them. <laughs> and the third thing is the display of God's abundance. God's abundance. 
This tree just displayed an abundance and said its fruit will always be there. Its, tree, its leaves will always be green. Um, I'm calling you into an, an abundance that flows from somewhere. Don't trust in man for this. Don't trust in your own judgment for this. It's an abundance in your life that flows from somewhere. It's, it's got its source down into God. And I'm going to quickly come to a close. We need to trust in what God has said to us. Even Psalm chapter 1 said it like this, The man who delights in the word of the Lord, meditates in his word day and night, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither. Whatever he does shall prosper. So I'm encouraging you today to get the roots of your life down deeper into the Lord. This, this, what does this look like in your daily life? What does it really look like? It looks like this. It's not occasions of blessing. It's not from time to time. It's that incredible dynamic relationship that you can picture as a tree so naturally, so beautifully, has tapped itself down in, into the relationship with its supply. And in our case, that comes through prayer and through the word. A man who trusts in the word and meditates in the word will be like a tree planted by the waters, pulling up that wonderful supply of relationship, the love of God. Paul spoke about putting our roots down deep into the love of God. He says, I pray for you that you'll be rooted and grounded in love, in the love of Christ. And what it will look like for us on a daily basis is not only our prayer life, but it happens moment by moment, all the time, tapping into him, loving him, understanding that there's a hidden root system of your life that God wants you to develop. Amen.